Okay. Yeah. I deliberately did that so uh, I get uh, special service from our pastor. <laughs> very, very excited to be here today with you. And uh, morning to you. My name is Joe. Uh, my wife, Vicky, and, uh, and, and Isabel, my daughter, they're all here today, and many of my friends are here. And uh, so excited to be able to speak to you today. And, um, and I've been in this church for 20 years, and I've, I've been baptized for 20 years. And in the last uh, month, I've been praying about uh, what God has done in my life. Uh, and, uh, and many things that happened in my life is actually when I'm the busiest time of my practice. Uh, and then, uh, uh, as I pray, I, I receive a message from Pastor Wade and say, would you like to preach uh, uh, in, in a church? And, and he invited me to lunch, and he's trying to encourage me to do that. And I say, no need to uh, encourage me, because I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I, I pray about this, and I'm excited about this. Uh, and when I look at a date that you offer me, and I think this is God. Uh, divine appointment for me because it's exactly 20 years, the last Sunday of 2001, that me and my family got baptized in this church. Isn't it a wonderful? <clears throat> and um, um, let's look at uh, today's passage. And I'm, I'm so excited to share God's words with you and also uh, my story. <clears throat> and uh, let's read together. You know, it's, it's a free uh, verse verses in Matthew, and let's read it together. Matthew 4, 18 to 20. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. In, in some of the translations, Jesus said, I'll make you a fisherers of men. Right? And uh, when we look at this passage, uh, uh, in, in John chapter 1, it gives us a bit more context. And he talked about uh, John the Baptist had disciples, and one of the disciples is Andrew, one of, one of the persons being called. And Andrew one day was with John the Baptist, and John the Baptist saw Jesus, and he pointed out to Jesus and said, he's the Lamb of God. And, and, and Andrew immediately then uh, went to spend the time with the Messiah, you know, and, and also immediately went and speak to his brother uh, Simon and say, Simon, you must come and, and meet the Messiah. So they spent a day there, and it's on that occasion Jesus said to uh, Simon, I'm going to give you a new name, and your new name is Peter, you know, the rock. You know. And in Luke chapter 5, uh, it talks more about what happened because at that time, uh, there was a lot of people actually trying to hear Jesus, and they were all pressing towards Jesus. And Jesus said, it's, it's too many people pressing on me. And he saw two fishermen cleaning the net, uh, and they said, okay, I want to summon your boat. Can you take me out a little bit into the water and so I can preach so that people can't come to me? And, and that's Peter, or Simon, and Andrew. And then after that, um, uh, uh, Jesus said, go out to the deep water. I'm going to help you to catch fish. And Peter said, no way, because we've catched the whole night and there's no fish. And Jesus said, go. And they caught so many fish. And, and Peter said, go away from me. He said to Jesus, go away from me. I'm a sinner. He is he's shocked by the miracles. And, and do you remember what Jesus said to Peter and Andrew? Anyone remember? 
And he said, don't be afraid. I'm going to make you follow me and I'm going to make you fisherers of men. So they drop everything and follow Jesus. So that, that is the story. And, um, and let's pray and see what God has prepared for each and every one of you by this story, shall we? Father God, as we uh, gather together to pray, and uh, I'm really um, impressed by what a kid in my Sunday school last week talking about Christmas, and when I asked him why you like Christmas, and he said, I like Christmas because we get presents even though we are naughty. And, and Lord, uh, that is exactly the message you have given us in Christmas, that even though we are sinners, you came and died for us. So Lord, uh, as um, I speak, I pray for your Holy Spirit to uh, speak to each and every one of our heart, uh, because you know exactly what is going through in our life right now. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so what are the messages? And, and I would say there are two messages I want to share with you today. And, and I want it to be interactive. So it's not me preaching to you, you listening to me. I really want you to be able to sit there, listen, but also speaking to God and, and ask God what God has in store for you, what message he is going to tell you today, because we're going to have a time to respond to that uh, in our prayer time. So the first message I want to share with you about this story is uh, Andrew and Peter went all in. You know, a a As soon as they accepted the invitation to follow Christ, they went all in. They dropped the net, i.e. they leave the professions, they leave the comfort zone, and uh, they don't actually know exactly what's going to happen, but they trust God and they follow Christ. And, and I think that is uh, power in having that trust in Christ and letting Him do the miracle as we go all in. And in the Bible, in Revelation, uh, the Bible warns us about lukewarm Christians. And the reason I think uh, the Bible warns us about lukewarm Christians is because God doesn't want us to waste our time. He doesn't want you to waste your time. He has an abundant life. Jesus said he came so that you have life and life to the abundance. Do you want to have an abundant life? And what is preventing you from having an abundant life? And one of the things I believe is that we fail to go all in. And 20 years ago when I, uh, when I started to come to church, or 21 years ago when I started to come to church, uh, I, my heart is very hard and, and I went to a lot of um, um, uh, events like this, testimonies, evenings and so on, and hearing how God has healed people from addiction, from, from broken marriages, uh, from uh, their, their finances, their broken down, and how God actually helped them to build up their life again. And, and, and people prayed, and people received Christ, got healed, and people prayed for me, but I feel nothing. At that time, I feel nothing. My wife is ready to, uh, was ready to receive Christ, and I said, go ahead, but I'm not ready. You know? I, I still haven't figured out, I haven't, haven't got anything in my heart. I, I didn't feel what other people felt. Until one day, I, I, I prayed, and I said, God, if you are real, I want to experience your power. 
the power that these people said you have done in their life. But if you're not real, then I quit, as if I joined the wrong club. Um, yeah, and that is the prayer, and because of that prayer, I came to church, <clears throat> uh, and on the last Sunday of 2001, I gave my life to Christ, and me, Vicky, and Isabel got baptized. And, and, and after that, I went all in. I, I participated in all activities in church. I served in all events. You know, you, we have friends here who have been with us for 20 years. You see how, how uh, active uh, Vicky and I are, and we helped in everything because at, at that time, the church, we have very, very few paid staff, so we, we are volunteers, and we, do, we get to do a lot of things. You know? <laughs> it's good for a small church like us. We got to do a lot of things. I even led uh, life groups in Paula and TH. Uh, uh, a house, and, and that was in the, during the first year I, I, was, uh, I was a Christian, and uh, I was uh, praying, and I said, yes, I'll, I'll do it, even though in my heart I blame the life group leaders, and, and I say, how can you drop uh, the life group to a one-year-old <laughs> Christians who haven't actually read the Bible that much to lead the Bible studies, and, and it's a little bit irresponsible for you to do that, but it's, it's true, it's true. Um, this all-in thing that I got to lo- learn a lot more about Bible because I have to do research before I can teach. So I learn a lot more about Bible. I can, I can, I can share uh, the Bible with other peoples. And, and, and in the last 20 years, and as I go all-in, and at times when I'm actually busiest, like now is, is the busiest time of my practice, and, and as I say, all-in, Yes, God, miracles happened in my life. I was able to get involved in some of the amazing ministries. I was able to get to walk with people in the most difficult times in their life. And I saw and witnessed God's testimonies and love and the power in other people's lives. And that encouraged me a lot. And, and I praise God for that. So, so friends... This morning, anything that is preventing you from going all in to follow Christ? Anything? Anything God wants you to say no so that you can say yes to Him? Because I believe that everyone is busy. When I talk to people in Hong Kong, everyone is busy. And and you can't say yes to God unless you say no to other things. And we'll have an opportunity to pray later on. If there's things in your life that God wants you to reprioritize, to say no, and to spend time with Him and learn from Him, and to participate in what God's ministry is doing, then I invite you later on to come out and pray and say to God, as God say, follow me. And you say, yes, I'm following you, God. And the second message I want to share with you about this story is <clears throat> they responded immediately to Christ. They dropped everything and responded to God immediately. And, and I want to show you <laughs> this beautiful icon and picture about it. And, and they heard Jesus. They say, follow me. And what did they do? They dropped everything and followed Christ. 
You know, for, for me, I used to be, 20 years ago, I used to be a, a person who was actually very cautious. Um, I will analyze the pros and cons. I will make sure that everything is okay and safe. I have a high chance of success before I go into it. And, and as, as a result, I lost a lot of chances. And in the past 20 years, what God has actually taught me, and I want to share with you, friends, is there are certain things in life that you cannot wait. There are people who needs you to care and love, and they cannot wait until you get that job done, until you have more time when you retire, until you sort out certain things you want to do, or until you enjoy other things you want to do. And when you're willing to drop everything and respond to God, wonderful things is going to happen. Because God knows exactly what you need and He has prepared treasures for you to discover. And, and another thing I want to share with you in my 20 years walk with God is you can never anticipate what God is going to do. Don't, don't, don't even think about it. Don't even think about, oh, if I do this, do this, do this, and do my offering and so on, God is going to happen. If I pray about this, it's going to happen today and so on. Just stop doing it. Don't waste your time because you can never anticipate God. But what you can do is keep on trusting God and respond to God immediately. And during my first year in this church, um, I, I participated in all activities. I, 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 I then signed up because there's the first trip to an orphanage in China. And, and I, it's, it's not me, but I signed, I signed up. I signed up in the first trip to, 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 to the orphanage because I know very little people, no people except the pastor and pastor's wife at that time. And I don't know what the trip is about and I don't, I'm not sure whether I like children or not, you know, but I signed up because, because I just felt that uh, there's a call and I signed up. And I sat at the back of the coach and I spent a weekend there. And that trip changed my life. It completely changed my life. And it's the ministry God has prepared for me to do for the past 20 years. And, and I look around, I think many of you have actually been with us to the orphanage in China. It's not so much about how much we do to help them. And in fact, when we went there and we experienced God's love, I experienced God's love for the first time. I've never experienced so much love for the kids, their smile, their hugs. When we pl and I play with them, I, I, I find so much joy when my tank was so low in Hong Kong and I went over there the weekend, my wife would tell you, I, my, my, my face got beaming. I, I got my tank filled up when I spent time with them. I would go, even though I was, uh, I'm actually extremely busy, I would go. I would go even though I can't even breathe because the air pollution is so serious there in winter. I will go because... I felt God's love in it. And so many people who actually went with us felt God's love and accepted Christ because they see God at work in these children. And when I walked with these children, I, I, I really were amazed how God is, is, is doing in their life. And, and today I was preaching and I was saying to one of the uh, girls, one of our girls, who, who had a terrible life and a prodigal girl and his, her life was just shattered and, and, and a mess. 
and God and we pick her up. And now you know what happened? She became a pastor. She became a pastor. And I, and I, and I, and I text her. I say, can you pray for me? You know, in the past when they're small, I pray for them. I help them. Now they grow up, they pray for me. And they help me. And, and you know the, the formula of God is as we invest our time, our life on other people, God gave us abundantly more than we asked for. If you put your money into the stock market and so on, I'm not sure it's going to have that much return. But I can guarantee that as you pour out your life and your heart and to respond to God immediately, He's going to give you a lot more return. And for me, even now, when I look at these boys and girls, um, they got family, they got kids, they got house to live, even though they have nothing when they're growing up. I just felt God's grace is so wonderful that they have a second chance, a new life. So this morning, is there anything that God has been asking you to do? that you should say yes to God right now? You might have thought about it, but you, you hesitated because you say, oh, I have no time. I can tell you in my last 20 years, when I have no time, God will give us time. You say, I have no talents. You say, sorry, God doesn't need your talent. God needs your heart. And in the Bible, 1 Samuel, it says, what pleases God most is not gold and silver. It's an obedient heart. If you give your obedient heart, God will bless you. So don't, don't, have any, don't have any excuse. The question is you and God. Are you willing to trust God? To go into the unknown? Trusting that He will lead you and guide you? Whether it's in relation to relationship, whether it's in relation to your work, whether it's in relation to your health conditions, whether it's in relation to things that are always haunting you and making you unable to sleep, or whether it's the stress of life. And if there's such a thing, I'll, I'll invite you to come up and pray later on, and we'll pray for you. As God is saying that, come, follow me. Will you respond today and say, I'll drop everything and follow you? For me, in the past 20 years, um, or 20 years ago, if, if I've, I've known people here who have known me for more than 20 years, and, and they will tell you that I was a hard-hearted man, very driven. I came from a very modest family. My mother died when I was seven. Uh, no one to take care of me. Uh, my father's too busy. Uh, he's a nice guy, but he's, he's simply too busy. You know, we, we, have, we have too many brothers and sisters to feed. And, 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 I, and I have to build everything myself. When I'm sad, when I'm lonely, when I have problems in school, I couldn't even come back and speak to my parents and anyone, anyone else. You know, my brother is here, he can testify. You know, we are on our own. And, and as a result, my heart is hot, and I'm driven, and I, I believe that I can, 
I can resolve any issue in life, and I did resolve any issue in life, and I and I and I thrive in my work, and I did well in my work, and I and I was actually scoring in life. But there's one thing I cannot solve. I was invincible, but there's one thing I cannot solve, and the harder I try, the more I fail, and that is the relationship with my wife. No, we both came from a broken family. We all have our own issues, and and we are very, very different. She is very kind, caring. Um, her way of expressing disapproval and so on. <laughs> I am a very dominating male, and I like to be in control, and I like to express myself and so on. And therefore, when you put two together, is actually not. Mixing it very well, like oil and <laughs> like oil and water, we have difficulty in, in in communicating. As I said, I build a wall around me, and I find it very difficult to communicate with my wife, and she finds it difficult to to reach out to me, you know, to my heart. And I and I and I spend all my time working, and I'm a, I was a workaholic, and and I find satisfaction in my work and so on. And and what happened as I go all in, as I got baptized, and, and as my life starting to change. And I started to learn about God, and and God in one retreat about three years after I got baptized, and uh, in a four days retreat, it's a very long retreat, and in the middle of the retreat, I really felt like going home. You know, I I didn't like it. You know, my my work is uh, having a lot of problems, and and I didn't like the the speakers, and and I don't feel anything, and. Uh, And I really want to go home. It's too long. I don't like my roommate. You know, my roommate, by the way, is listening. So, is <laughs> is listening in in the UK now, right now, and and I want to go home, right? And uh, and as I wanted to go home on Saturday night, and we went into chapel, and they, and they and they sent us in the chapel, and there are a lot of people praying for us, and I, as soon as I went into chapel, I started to cry. I didn't expect to cry. I didn't expect to have this encounter, but I started to cry, and 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 I started to kneel down before the cross, and I started to cry, and I cry must be the whole night. I started to cry, and I felt God's love to me. I I felt God's love for the first time. I felt anyone's love for the first time. I can't remember my mother's love. Because it's too too long ago, and and I remember and there are flashback about my childhood, and and how I felt lonely, how I felt helpless, and I saw Jesus there with me. With me holding my hands, and I felt that I was not alone all these years. I thought I was alone, but I was not alone. Jesus was there, and Jesus that night broke down the wall of my heart. The problem of the wall of the heart is I built a wall in order to protect myself from being hurt by other people, but it also stopped me from communicating effectively with my loved ones. But that night, God broke down the wall, and I I kept crying and I kept crying, and I went back home, and I said to my wife, "I'm sorry," you know, and my wife was shocked because she never saw me cry. And that was a miracle because from that day onwards, I cry a lot. <laughs> I I cry easily when I when I when I heard other people's testimony. I cry when I worship the Lord. I cry when I when I read the Bible. I cry. You know when I heard people's story. I cried, 
And uh, in, in the past, I, I thought cry, crying is just for losers. But, but now I, I said that's not right because I, I'm, on, I'm not a loser because I don't need myself to protect me. I have Jesus. Amen? I have Jesus to protect me. He's my greatest defender. And, 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 and I, when I, when I uh, read the Bible since then, I felt that there's someone talking to me. God is talking to me through the words. And I got so much out of it, and I pray, I, I, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit as, as a minister to other people, minister to myself. And, and, and I talk to God a lot, and I, and I speak to God uh, in, 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 in every situation. And, 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 and I felt that. But does, does it mean that my marriage became all and well and Vicky and I live happily ever together. No, I can tell you no. You know, because I'm a work in progress. I still have a lot of problems, baggages. Vicky still have a lot of baggages that God is working on us. And, and God has been very patient with us because what I learned in the last 20 years is I want to fix my marriage. I want to fix Vicky because I thought Vicky is the issue. <laughs> <laughs> And no doubt, uh, if next time Vicky is speaking here, she will tell you the opposite. <laughs> and what I learned is, is that we cannot fix the other person. It's impossible to fix the other person because if that's the aim, I can guarantee that you're going to fail and fail miserably. And because that's what happened to me and probably what happened to some of you as you're nodding your head. Be be because it's impossible to... To, to, the more you want to try to mold and fix that person, the, 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 the more they're going to defend. The more upset you, you become and the more bitter you become. The more angry you become. Anyone felt that, like that? I, I felt very angry. I said, this is not right. I was wrong. I shouldn't be treated like this. I was angry. And, and then one year, I, I got so depressed and hopeless that I, I decided to go into a time of prayer and fasting and prayer. And I said, God, help me. Because I know you ask us to forgive. You ask us to have abundant life. I'm not having an abundant life. I had an abundant life in 90% of my life. But in this, I cannot solve it myself. Please help me. And instead of focusing on my marriage, I focus on God during those days, 40 days of prayer. In fact, more than 40 days. I fast and I pray. And miracles happened. God starting to send Bible passages, stories, people, their stories to inspire me. He taught me that, look, in order to really forgive, we have to be honest with our feelings. You can't say, okay, I'll forgive you. Of course, I'll forgive you. When people say, will you forgive them? I'll forgive them. But deep down, you are not forgiving because you haven't been honest with your feelings. Friends, if, if you have someone that you need to forgive, you need to be honest with God about the pain that you have suffered because of what the other person had done in your life. You can't just brush it aside. You have to be honest with God and say, God, it really, really hurts. And then you wait, wait upon the Lord, the Bible said.
be still and know you are God. And as you study the Bible and you study who Jesus are and you know why Jesus come here and how he died for us even though we are still sinners, you remember that the boy who said, we're not here and we still get presents. And as, as, as Jesus taught me about, don't hold it too tight. What you think is unjust, let go. And say, no, it's too painful to let go. It's wrong. If I let go, if I don't correct it, it's going to go on forever. And Jesus said, let go. I'll do the job for you, but you have to let go and you have to forgive. Even though it's painful, you forgive because I have forgiven you. I know exactly what you have gone through. So one day I was praying to, uh, to the kids in the orphanage. And I was about to pray. And um, I heard this voice and God saying that you want to pray for those kids to forgive their parents for abandoning them so that they hated their parents a lot. Will you forgive those people who wronged you? Will you forgive your wife? And I say, yes. It's a process. I've gone through that, and that is the last moment. And I, and I respond, I say, yes. Very simple. Not, not dramatic at all. I say, yes. And I went into the prayer, and two minutes into the prayer, like this, I started to cry. <laughs> Uncontrollably. And some of you are probably there. At that time, you witnessed that. I cry, and I cry uncontrollably. And uh, people were shocked, you know, they say, what's, what's going on? And I cried, and I cried, and I couldn't, I couldn't say a word. And, and as, if, as if there are things that go into my heart and flush out all the bitterness for me, all the sadness for me. And since that day onwards, when I talk to my wife and we have conflicts and issues and so on, I didn't feel that anger. I, because in the past, when, when, when you, you, I always say, when people press your button, press your button, there's, everything else is okay, but when they press your button, you blew up. Because there's so much pain and bitterness in it. But that bitterness is gone. And, and after that, I was able to have a calm conversation, relatively calm conversation with Vicky. And, and we're able to speak and talk about our feelings. So this morning, is there any person God wants you to forgive? And you find it very, very hard to forgive. Because you have been wronged, because you have suffered so much pain because of that person. But this morning, God wants you to forgive. And God wants you to follow me and respond immediately to forgive. Because God wants you to have an abundant life. Is suffering and is suffocating that you are hating someone and you felt bitten about someone and what people have done to you. And Jesus wants you to forgive because he loves you. Not because he wants you to get that person away, let that person get away. It's because he wants to love you. He loves you. And he wants you to have freedom, free from that hatred, bitterness. As you really forgive, God is going to take away that bitterness. And that's why the Bible said, if you're my disciple, you know the truth, 
and the truth will set you free. I'm sure that we all have some sort of um, issues growing up. And there are things that uh, we're trying to put aside, lock it up, don't want to touch it because it's too painful to face it. But God today wants you to come out and say to him that, Lord, I need you. Because it's impossible for us to deal with it. But with God, anything is possible. Amen? Anything is possible. So do think about it. Because it's not me talking to you, it's God. Because God knows exactly what's going on in your life right now. And God knows exactly what you have gone through when you were a child. Things you don't want to happen, but happen to you. You have no choice. You're just a victim. But God wants to give you an opportunity to be healed as you respond to God. And on this occasion, I really want to thank a lot of people, and many of you I saw are here, and, and you have walked with us, you have supported us, you have loved us, and you have cared for us, and I really want to thank you. Uh, Vicky and I thank you so much, and, and we are so privileged to be able to participate in your ministry. Uh, you allowed us to participate, and, and we witnessed God's amazing miracles in those ministries. We witnessed your faith in Christ, which encouraged me when I needed encouragement. And you remember that uh, 20 years ago, I said, uh, God, if you're real, I want to experience your power. And 20 years later, today, on the anniversary, I want to tell you that I have experienced God's power, and I want to continue to experience God's power in my life, in your life in, in people's life. And my prayers going forward is, Lord, I want to trust you and continue to trust you for the rest of my life. I will never give up on you. Here I am. Make me a fisher of men. So we have a time to pray. I invite Jenny and the worship team to come, and we have a time to pray. And uh, I really want you to um, have a time to speak to God. And if you may, uh, can I ask you to stand? If you're able, <clears throat> not too tiring, I'll ask you to stand as we pray. Because God has a message for you. And it's God calling you. It's not me calling you. It's God calling you to come. And what you need to do is to respond. And what I've learned in the past 20 years, and what I've experienced in the past 20 years, and going through pain and suffering, and I've gone through the pain and suffering of people I walk with, and what I learned is this truth. And the truth is this. God never promised to take away your difficult circumstances. 
but He does promise you that He will be with you. So on this day, in Christmas, I want to talk about the Bible in Matthew chapter 1. We talk about Mary conceiving baby Jesus. And it talk about the prophet Isaiah and said, there will be a virgin, a virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And the name of the son is called Emmanuel. Do you know what Emmanuel means? It means God with us. So Christmas is about God with us. Christmas is not about getting rid of your problem. It's not getting rid of the person you hate. It's not God talking about taking away your ever circumstances. God with us means God wants you to experience His amazing love. And a lot of times, this amazing love only happens when you are being real to God about your pain and your suffering. And you, when, we, when you think things are going to the dead end, when you think things are getting hopeless, and it's hopeless, and you felt so depressed, I want to tell you that that is when you have to look up. Because as you look up, you will see God, and God is with you. And when God is with you, miracle is going to happen. In my life, I witnessed that. In my friend's life, I witnessed that. I witnessed a brother's life who have to spend time, months in prison. There's nothing he can do. Nothing he can do. All alone. Solitary confinement. And how, how did he survive? He prayed. He read God's word. And miracles happened because he found God with him. Even though God did not take him out of prison, but God was with him. He was free. He was able to, through his letters, encourage people. His mind got sharper. So friends, stop asking why. Why things happen to me? Why God is not taking that away? Stop that and trust God. Because God is right here with you. And as God is with us, Emmanuel, miracles will happen. And why miracles happen? Because God sent His only Son to earth to die for us. And Jesus Christ gone through the rejection, the humiliation. He was fearful about His death. He prayed in Gethsemane and He bore all the pain. And on the cross, He prayed for us. When God is with us, miracle is going to happen. Are you going to accept Christ? and say, God, I want to experience you in my life. I'm going to go all in. 
and I want to have a life and life to the abundance. And there might be people here who haven't actually known Christ and accepted Christ and I want to pray for you. Your life might be stuck. But with Christ, everything is possible because we can do all things in Christ who give us strength. So if you want to accept Christ, please say this prayer with me. Father God, we are sinners. I'm sinners. And, uh, and I acknowledge you as the true God. And I needed you. And I thank you, Lord, for sending your only son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us so that we will be saved and have eternal life. Lord, I confess my sins to you and uh, I ask for your forgiveness. I give my life today, now, to you and I will follow you for the rest of my life. So come into my life, Jesus Christ, and be my Savior for the rest of my life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.